WFYL listeners around the world. It's good to be back. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Giramita from Giramita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind our listeners about the powerhouse lineup we've got here at Fox News Radio, WFYL. We've got the Scott Adams Show coming at you weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash coming on weekdays at 1 o'clock. Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation for a full two hours weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show them some love. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Our listeners should know that although we take call-ins on this program every week, you can join in on the action all week through the Mike G in the Morning social media platforms. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our page. YouTube, Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. And we've also got a screen name on the Instant Grams website. And I understand our screen name on that Instant Grams is Mike G in the Morning. We've got a special guest back with us here in studio. We've got Philly Chris. Philly Chris, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for uh, having me back in the studio. Good morning, everyone. Thanks again. So, Chris, you know, I got a couple of things I want to talk about today. And none of them are impeachment. I'll tell you that much. I think our entire country is just burnt on this entire process. Every time you turn on the news, you've got hours upon hours of more proceedings that have gone through. No new information, right? Yeah, it's pretty mind-numbing. What, what, what have we learned this week so far? It's, it's ridiculous. The bottom line is this. It's not going to happen. We've got to go through these motions. And the other side wants to pretend that there's damning evidence and smoking guns when this is the, what they wanted from the very beginning. I think everybody is burnt out on it. I don't think the ratings are very high at all right now. People want to talk about something different. So I've got something for you. Why don't we talk a little bit about this Don Lemon character. Sounds like a plan. For the people who haven't seen this, Don Lemon went on the air with a couple of his cohorts and uh, told America just what they think of Trump supporters. Russ, why don't you hit that clip? 
his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience. Uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump. Um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one in there. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading, you know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by the way, oh my god! But, but, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, blame you know what Rick. NPR should Why do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can yeah, I tell give you what, me a second. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. Sorry, Rick. You, that you, was a good one. I needed that. So you've got Don Lemon from the Clinton News Network. On there with his buddies, palling around, telling everybody that they really think of Trump supporters, right? The Boomer Rube demo. Chris, what do you think about that? You know, it seems like they kind of forgot who uh, actually won the election. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And not their president, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a surprising number of folks uh, in the country who voted for him and uh, are absolutely going to vote for him again. So it's interesting that they take that stance, you know. Well, well, surprising to them, maybe, right? Right. Exactly. Surprising amount of people. It's Mm -hmm. no surprise to people who are out there and speaking with other Trump supporters, right? Uh, Maybe for people who live in some kind of a bubble of some kind. Maybe if you live in Manhattan in New York or you live in Los Angeles, then nobody's a Trump supporter, right? Right. You never leave those lines. Uh, But, you know, it's not surprising to people who have actually been out there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and that's what I was implying. Like, you know, they, they seem to be surprised by that, uh, you know, the number of folks out there who are actually uh, in support of what he's doing, uh, you know, for the country, because the, the facts uh, clearly speak for themselves with the economy and the job market and other things that we've obviously discussed on the show. But uh, yeah, surprising that they would they would act that way. And how stupid of a joke was that to start out, Eddie Howe? He goes, oh, well, Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had a U and a picture of an actual crane. <laughs> oh, historical. <laughs> Real comedian you got there on Don Lemon's show, right? Yeah, quite the graphic. Yes. Well, what do we know about this Don Lemon guy, Chris? Do you know anything about this Don Lemon guy? Have you heard of him? Well, uh, not too much, really. Uh, you know, I heard his ratings are going down. I'm not sure about what's going on over there. Uh, the network. entire Clinton News Network, right? They're going <laughs> in the toilet. Exactly. Um, Hasn't this guy been on the news lately? Yeah, you know, uh, on the way over here, I uh, was looking at some of those comments and I came across an actual uh, lawsuit that he's facing right now. Of course, it's uh, allegations, but uh, if it's true, it's not looking too good. So we'll see where that goes. But Let's uh, see if we can pull that up. Russ, pull that up real quick. Uh, you know what the lawsuit's about? Well, apparently he uh, made some comments and actually um, did something uh, pretty, you know, rather disgusting if he did it uh, physically to this other individual that he was uh, having a dispute with. Oh, uh, we got uh, it. We got it right here. Oh, did you find it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll let you. Uh, maybe. Let's, let's peruse it. Yeah. These are legal documents, folks. So we're not making this up on the year. And again, uh, this hasn't been proven in court at this point in time. Doesn't look like the case has been resolved. Uh, but somebody certainly filed a complaint in court. So it says, sometime later that evening, unexpectedly, Mr. Lemon walked towards plaintiff and his colleagues inside of Murph's. 
At such time, Mr. Lemon, who is wearing a pair of shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt, put his hand down the front of his own shorts and vigorously rubbed his genitalia, removed his hand, and shoved his index and middle fingers into plaintiff's mustache (laughs) under plaintiff's nose. Mr. Lemon intensely pushed his fingers against plaintiff's face and under plaintiff's nose, forcing plaintiff's head to thrust backwards as defendant repeatedly asked plaintiff, do you like, I can't even say this on the air. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) While saying this, Mr. Lemon continued to shove his fingers into plaintiff's face with aggression and hostility. Plaintiff was shocked and humiliated and fled the bar. I think that's enough. You could check it out on your own if you want to read (laughs) the rest. I don't think this is material to be read on the air. Dustin Heiss versus Don Lemon. Lawsuit filed in court. Uh, Again, it hasn't been resolved yet, so we don't know what the outcome will be, but those are accusations coming under... against Don Lemon, who thinks is apparently so hysterical that all Trump supporters are so stupid, right? We, we can't look at a map, right? Yeah. Can't figure anything out, Chris. Just, uh, not uh, even sure where it, that Ukraine is at. Yeah. There, there's no such thing as a as an educated Trump supporter, right? No such thing as any one of us who have had successful careers. How dare right. we, right? Right. Uh, we dare we support President Trump. Maybe uh, we should go drinking with him sometime. Sounds like pretty wild. Time. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I'm going to bring my bodyguard for that. Yeah. You, you can go in my place. I'll take a rain check. Yeah, right? sounds a little crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. So I'm sure a lot of people have uh, feelings about this whole Don Lemon clip, him ha- laughing hysterically at Trump supporters' expense. It's not like that we se- haven't seen this before, though, right, Chris? We- we've seen this kind of thing before. I don't think this is the last we're going to see of it either. Yeah, unfortunately, there seems to be a pattern there. Yeah. Um, definitely Cause, a pattern. Because it's only math and geography that make people not like elitists, right? That That's all. That's it's all, all math formulas. Hey, how could we possibly disagree with, with the leftists otherwise? I, you know, I want to move on to talk a little bit about what we started talking about last week as far as the scams. I know that you got in touch with a, a scam artist out of Nigeria. He was supposed to call into the program <laughs> at the beginning of the program. Haven't heard from him yet. What, what do you know? We got an unreliable scammer. <laughs> Go I thought, figure. I thought that scam artists are, are reliable and they're punctual and, uh, you know, he would be on the program right away. But, uh, you know, I think it's important that we talk about this stuff. Sure. Either way, I know that you said you have some clips that he was using. So give us a little bit of background. This guy, he goes on websites like the Instagrams, right? Yeah. As I was mentioning during the last episode, he uh, reached out to me through Instagram and pretended to be a you know young, attractive woman who you know had interest in me. As I mentioned, of course, happens all the time to me. But anyway, uh, you know, I clearly knew it was a scam, so I decided to kind of go along with things for a little while, see where it would go, in the hopes that maybe I could actually engage with him and have some sort of dialogue uh, directly with him as a real person um, in the hopes of learning how they do these scams, you know, what the processes are and maybe share that with the audience so that they could learn about it and also just hear firsthand from him, you know, about his life. And I actually surprisingly was able to do that. And I've been talking with him for a while now uh, due to the time difference and some of the technical issues with the phones over there and so forth. Sometimes I've had some difficulty uh, connecting with them like we did today. So hopefully we'll get them on the air. But I do have a couple clips. We've actually been sending some things uh, back and forth uh, through some apps that you can record your voice on uh, and some things that he shared about his own personal life and part of the reason he's doing this, how he does it, and things of that nature. So I could share a couple of those today. If yeah, you guy, why, yeah. why don't you go ahead and roll it? 
like to hear what this guy has to say. And I want everybody to be clear that, you know, I don't think anybody gets this impression, but we are in no way obviously glorifying what a scammer does. But I think it's important that we see from the other side so we know how to protect ourselves. That's the primary goal of us bringing this guy on the air, not saying, good job, uh, you know, keep right, doing what you're doing. Right. We're not making any excuses for him whatsoever. But I think that it would be very valuable to people to prevent themselves from getting scammed. All right? What do they say? It takes a the, in, they get inside of the mind of a criminal yeah. to really understand that, right? There was, wasn't there a TV program about that years ago? Maybe it takes a criminal, I think it was called, where he'd go by and he'd, he'd really harden the security of all these places because as a former criminal, right. he knew all the different flaws in all the security plans. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and hit us with that first clip? Yeah, and um, I'm glad you touched on that. Before I play it real quick, I will mention, um, like you said, in the, with my Philly Chris on the street uh, reporting, you know, I really tried to be as respectful as possible to these folks, you know, as a human being. Um and not judge them, you know, of course, scamming isn't good. And he admits that. And we've had conversations about it. And from what he tells me, he's trying to turn over uh, a new leaf. And you'll hear that uh, in the clip here a little bit about that, um, which I'll begin to play now. So go ahead and, and check this out. If I give me the chance to call you, Chris, uh, thank you. And um, I, I go to church and um, I go to church every Sunday. I go to church every Sunday. I I used to pray to God to give me to grant people that I'm scamming good hearts because I know what I'm doing is wrong and I'm hoping to see God intervention to have more option so I won't have any excuse at the end of the day still doing it because if I have better option I'm gonna quit for sure and um, it's nice knowing you also. So I'll go ahead and stop it there, Mike. But, you know, I've been having some conversations with him. He seems sincere. I hope he is. You know, we've talked about some of the reasons uh, behind why he's doing the scamming and some of the economic uh, challenges that he has faced over in Nigeria and also some things he went through in his personal life. And, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt um, as it appears that he's being honest with me. And I've talked to him enough to kind of gauge that I, I feel like he's being truthful and he really does want to turn over a new leaf. But that's, that's crazy. He says he goes to church every Sunday out there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, I was able to FaceTime. He's got a, an iPhone, um, and I do too. And we actually FaceTime one day, and he, you know, was showing me where he lives and some of the animals in the background, um, you know, live uh, in, in the area where he lives. He's in a small concrete structure, you know, made out of block. Uh, it's pretty small. You know, he has a, basically a room to himself, uh, and there's some other folks living there. He even introduced me to some of the locals. So yeah. it seems like he is trying to step out of that world, but it's difficult given his his circumstances so hopefully he can make some changes ah, but it's it's gotta cause a lot of questions raise a lot of questions for people to hear that this guy's scamming people for a living right yeah and taking the hard-earned money of all kinds of people preying on elderly folks things like that and yet sitting in church anyhow i i think that a lot of people who are maybe critics of christians sure. might hear something like that and say oh well you know that isn't for me if you could be a part of that religion and and still hurt right. people like that you've got no sense of right and wrong then then that just isn't for me uh, you know uh, we should we should pray for this guy right and, and really pray for the victims as well right because these are people who are, are undergoing serious harm because of the the actions this guy's taken and hopefully that we could hopefully by getting this out there 
right. we can stop someone from getting scammed. You got another one? Yeah, actually, the next clip I can play is where he goes into some of the details about what you just mentioned, how you know they prey on folks, basically. Um, and uh, let me go ahead and play that for you so you can hear in his own words you know, some of the things that he does to, to take advantage of, of folks here and, and in other countries, actually. So here you go. Lost calm, things, the lot of topic we name them, and the lot of how people can fall for it. And if you notice from my last uh, message, I think yesterday, I told you that so we can help the amount of people we can help because it is not everybody we can help. I don't think because. In America, I watch news. In America, they are, they used to see things about scam, but no, no, not everybody is going to be watching TV. Not everybody is going to be watching TV, and it's on dated side also. But not everybody interest, interested in that. So people are just interested in, okay, I heard about help from a friend. Let me just go into it. Let me find somebody. And since they find somebody that is that is caring or caring. That is over caring. We are, we are trying to take advantages of people out of their weakness, out of their weaking points. Their weakening points. If it is coming, if I'm trying to scam you now, sir, I will ask you about yourself first. So for me to know, as I'm asking about, about you, as you're telling me about yourself, I'm knowing your weakening points, I will, I will start using your weakening point against you in scamming. I will start being good to you. Maybe you told me you've never, yeah, some nobody I've ever told you he loves you day and night before. I started doing that just for me to gain your trust. And if I should continue doing that for about, for about two weeks, one day you might just you might just say, okay, let me just give you a chance. You might want to give me a chance one day. So we take out of we take advantages of people out of their weakness, out of what they say. Because there is a saying that says there's a saying that says the fish that's that got his mouth closed will never get caught. Because if it's a, if it's a, a fish is inside the inside the stream. If the fish mouth is closed all time, the fish should never think of opening mouth to the hook for the fisherman to pick him. So, you so do you understand what I'm trying to say? Sorry, I'm trying to speak in my dialect like I'm talking to my friend. You're my friend also, um, actually. So forget about my, forgive my English. Forgive my English because Sometimes it's just coming to my heart, talking to like, like I'm talking to my, to my friend or something like that. So that's about that. But anything you want to know, just ask me, sir. Thank you. And there you have it, Mike, in his words. That is crazy. Were those roosters in the background? Yeah, there were some birds in the background. I don't know exactly Bird. what they were, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard like that that rooster cry, like uh, the sound that you hear when people are waking up first thing in the morning on the farm, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, there was one near my uh, grandmother's house in Long Island. It used to wake us up sometimes, and uh, young boy, I got so frustrated. <laughs> we didn't have too much of those in Brooklyn, but right. it's crazy what he's saying about asking stuff about themselves first, right? How people will give so much information if they're lonely, yeah, and so many people looking for someone it seems to say things like they love them like he's talking about and it sounds corny but it's totally true people just looking for someone to love them we live right. in a world right now that's 
everybody's connected, right? By way mm -hmm. of social media and the internet, the world's never felt like it's smaller. Yet people are not connected to one another on a personal level, right? There's Very little true. interaction. And I think people are more lonely than ever because they go on these social media profiles. They see people doing things, quote unquote, in real life. Many times they're just staged, but they feel like they're the only one who's left out of these kinds of activities. Do you see that? Yeah. You know, I think you bring up a good point, you know, with the social media and all of the, the, you know, distractions that we have from each other on a personal level. Um, it has created that you know, that, that missing area in some people's life, you know, kind of maybe a hollow feeling. And, and it's interesting how he went on to describe that. And that's essentially what he was doing to me. He was being nice. He was flattering me, you know, uh, we were communicating for a few days and then it just, I've tried this before, but none of them have ever responded. I tried a little bit of a different approach this time. And luckily he started to, to talk to me and explain, uh, those things. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of sad because they're just basically taking advantage of, of um, folks who are trying to help out and be nice in the world. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't always pay to be that nice, I suppose. That's very true. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. You know, Chris, I think it's time for a word from our sponsors. We're going to have a professional come on and talk to us a little bit about scams, how to protect yourselves. But before we do, a word from our sponsors. Bag of bees. Snowflake Snowflakington here. Have you ever been robbed by an evil billionaire man who came up to you on the street and forcefully stole your wallet? It happens every 15 seconds in this country. Does the thought of owning a gun make you want to hide under the bed and never come out? Well, do I have the perfect solution for you. Fresh on the market, it's Bag of Bees. Our patented Ziploc sandwich bag filled with attack bees. All bees come with a certification that they have been properly trained and personally named. And in fact, the bag I have with me right now, I have Waldo, Walter, William, but he goes by Bill, Wally, and Sandro. So order your bag of bees now and never get robbed by a stupid idiot billionaire man ever again. Bag of bees. To get your own personal bees, call 1-800-BAG-O-BEES. Again, that's 1-800-B-A-G-O-B-E-E-S. We know it's too many numbers, but don't worry, it'll work. But wait, there's more. If you call in the next 15 minutes, you will get a second bag of our new extra strength killer bees. These bees have been genetically modified to be extra angry. Please note, Bag of bees must be used properly and only during a true self-defense situation unless you are simply just very upset with the other person or they have hurt you with their very angry words. Call now. Operators are standing by. Bag of bees. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. WFYL. We've got a very special guest on the line to talk a little bit with us about scams and Philly Chris is really responsible for bringing this guest on the program. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce our next guest? Yeah, welcome to the uh, program, Gary. On, on, on the uh, line today, folks, we have uh, Gary DeFinis. He's the owner of uh, Philadelphia Surveillance Company. I believe he's in, uh, been operating in the area for close to 30 years. You can confirm that, Gary. Um, doing all kinds of uh, private investigative work for local residents, attorneys, uh, et cetera. And uh, if, you, if you need his services, grab a pen because at the end, uh, we'll give him an opportunity to share some uh, additional information about how to get in touch with him. So with that, Gary, are you with us? 
Yes, yes, I am with you. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. We're doing fantastic. You know, I got to tell you, it's great that we got you on to talk about scams because guys like you really scare the life out of me. You know, we we try so hard these days to keep things like our phone numbers private, our addresses private. And a guy like you can just uh, hop on the computer. You've got all these programs and different ways to just a few minutes figure all that stuff out. So guys like you are scary. I'm glad we got you on our side to teach our listeners a little bit about scams. Well, you know, everything that I do uh, comes down to being like a puzzle, you know, and I, I can take a little piece of a puzzle puzzle, or sometimes, as I say, you know, if you can find the crumbs to the cookies, you can get to the cookie jar. And uh, that's what a lot of these scammers do. They take little pieces of crumbs of information and uh, they use that against you to eventually and ultimately try to get your money out of your out of your bank accounts uh, or have you send money. So we see scams becoming more and more prevalent, particularly with the internet out there. You know, people have got all kinds of social media profiles. You can get direct access by way of email. Uh, in the old days, they only had, what, a direct mail and they had telephone. Or maybe some kind of in-person scams that perhaps they use now. They don't even have to put their face on the line and they go through the internet. Have you seen these types of internet scams? Yeah, well, they're pretty prevalent and they're mostly well known. Um, there's been some scams like the Nigerian Prince scams that have been around for a very, very long time. Um, for people who haven't heard that one, what, what would that entail? What's a Nigerian Prince scam? Well, the Nigerian Prince uh, scam is uh, that where they offer you, um, you know, a lot of money for a little bit of money. So, for instance, they'll say, you know, uh, there was an estate and they need to move some money from the estate. Uh, it's worth a million dollars, but and they need you to put up a thousand dollars to get it mm-hmm. uh, to cover the taxes and things like that. And basically, they're they, what they're actually doing is they're preying on natural human emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that like going in front of a slot machine feeling like, wow, I'm going to just ping it put a thousand dollars out there and I'm going to get a million. Mm. Um, and they, they, they prey on, uh, elderly and, uh, and dumb people, people that are lonely, you know, will be very susceptible. And these are skilled scammers. Um, they've, they sometimes work as lone wolves by themselves and other times they work in groups, almost like, uh, mobs or small mafias. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and these guys, when they accomplish stealing your money, a lot of times they're bragging about it on social media themselves. Mm. What a the bunch big of issue scums. now is <laughs> they're tr- they're trying to get uh, not only just these little five hundred dollar hits. They're attacking companies, small businesses, um, and what they do a lot of times is they'll send you an email and they'll have a link to it, and uh, they might send it to a you know. 10 different employees. And if one of them clicks on it, gives them a back door into the company's uh, emails. And sometimes they will sit and wait and watch and learn how you do your business just in order so that they can create like a false invoice from a vendor and have you pay them 50,000, 60,000, 100,000, 500,000 sometimes. Wow. And they're, they're not only doing it to businesses, but they're doing it to government agencies. I know of a case, uh, in the state of Florida where, um, 
they were supposedly scamming some operation where they were building an airport or some big construction, and they wound up paying them close to like five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 get them to transfer the money into a bank account, and then they route the money uh, not directly to them, but they route it to like say China, and then they go to a couple other different countries, and then eventually it ends up into their accounts in Nigeria. Wow. So, uh, you know, large numbers like that might not be a concern for the average listener, uh, but you, you can see how even people with that kind of money to lose are getting scammed. They're the government itself, uh, these businesses, for the average person, the average listener, what are some measures that they could take in order to prevent uh, themselves from being a victim of a scam? Well, the one thing is to just be alert for instance, in emails that you get from someone that you don't know. Uh, if you don't know the person, be suspect of it right away. Read it slowly. Don't act quickly. All right. If there's a link or a picture to click on, don't click on it. Because once you do that, then they're in your system. So that's the one thing you can do. You can also set up a double authentication on your accounts. And basically, you know, what that means is that if you put in a password, uh, that that account may send you a text message giving you a special access code to put in as a second follow-up. Mm. Um, and that's very helpful to, to help protect uh, people from getting into accounts and stuff and to make sure that, you know, you're verifying who you say you are. Um, so that's definitely one of them. And, you know, just be very aware of these types of scams. Go online. The government has all kinds of warnings about different scams. Learn about them. Right. Um, and especially, for instance, like there's an IRS scam that goes around and they call you up and tell you, you know, they're from the IRS and uh, you're going to have to pay like $500 in, in order to get them off your back or they're going to take your house away. They're going to put a lien on your house. And a lot of elderly people are very susceptible to that. Uh, I can give you a prime example of that. One time I was in a local pharmacy, and this pharmacy uh, actually has, you know, you can get a money order at, at, at that location. And an elderly gentleman came in to the store while I was in there, and he was asking for uh, a money order for a couple hundred dollars. And it was interesting because the manager at that location actually asked the man what the money order was for. And he explained to her that, you know, he had gotten a call from the IRS and they were uh, going to, you know, put liens on his house if he didn't pay this money. And she totally stopped what she was doing and explained to him, you know, that this was actually a scam that many elderly people get. Um, so, you know, and I and I actually went to the company and uh, wrote a nice review about that particular manager. I wanted them sure. to know that that's what she did. Um, so it's not only important for companies to educate their employees about these scams and how they work and how they can be affected by them, to be alert about them, you know, and to learn as much and to try to help anybody that might be a victim of a scam. 
I could have seen that story going a couple of different ways, Gary. Number one would be uh, the lady asks him, you know, what is this for? And him being a grumpy old man says, none of your damn business. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy ends up getting scammed. Uh, Scenario number two that I thought of in my mind is you tap the guy on the shoulder and say, as a matter of fact, I'm here from the IRS. So you could just pay me in cash and we could cut the middleman. Right. Next time. There's always next time. One thing that most people should know for that is – Fact: The IRS will never call you on the phone. Uh, you, they you, you they don't call you on the phone and ask will, for payment and Walmart gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, hard to get on the phone. No, Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Fall, there are people that fall for this. Uh, oh, I know. Yes. It's, it's very sad. It's very sad. It, it does happen all the time. Chris, did you have something? Yeah, I had a question for you, Gary. Uh, earlier in the conversation, you mentioned the uh, analogy with the cookies about you know kind of the, the crumbs along the way to get you to the cookie jar. Um, you know, I think many of us out there who are savvy, you know, people have tried to scam us and we kind of pick up on some of what they're doing. But from your perspective, uh, with your years of experience and expertise, what are some of those breadcrumbs that people should be careful about, you know, probably specifically with some of the social media accounts? I notice sometimes I see things people post and it's like, wow, that's pretty personal. You know, somebody could use that in a damaging way against them. But in your opinion, what are some of those things people really should be conscious of and, and watch out for? Well, First of all, as a private investigator, I don't want you to put up any of your privacy settings. Right? Of course you don't. Of course you don't. Right. Everybody listening. You're making the man's job more difficult. Right, right, right. Give away your secrets. But if you were smart. And Only you good people are listening, by the way. A little bit better. You know, look at your, like, say, for instance, uh, Facebook is a form of social media that a lot of people use. Um, what you can do is go into the privacy settings and actually set all of them up, mark everything private and really learn how they work. Don't just go in and say, okay, I want privacy because they have several levels of privacy in there. And then use another friend's account to go back and look at your account to see what's showing. Um, Because in all honesty, part of what we do is looking at social media. Um, I, I go in sometimes just to see people's pictures so I know what they look like. You know, sure. if I'm going to be out going and following somebody around, um, I can learn a lot about them through social media. So by putting up all your privacy settings, that that's a good start for somebody to do. Also, you know, uh, in other settings, in reality, we don't have to give out our social security number for anything other than social security. Hmm. That's what your social security number is used for. So don't give out your social security number as freely as most people I'm going to get mine over the air right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good advice. I'm going to get mine over the air right now, but no, that's definitely good advice. You're right. seems like a lot of forms. You you, you go to different companies and businesses and they're asking for that too. And I'm always like, you don't really need that. Yeah. Why why would they need it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, doctor's office is probably acceptable. You know, things that are very, you know, personal to your health and things like that, I think it's important for you to give it to them. But for the most part, you don't have to give it out. Right. Uh, you know, if you join a gym, you know, they're going to want, they might ask you for your social security number. Why? Because in case you don't pay your bills, then they can come after you. Ah, right. But yep. you don't, by, you know, by law, you don't have to give them your social security number. Right. Give your name and date of birth and that's about it. 
I know, particularly but, law and practice when we're investigating somebody to determine, let's say, for example, firearms eligibility, uh, when you're submitting for certain background checks, makes it a whole lot easier so you don't get confused with another individual. Suppose your name is John Smith, right? And you want to get a background investigation and search for somebody's criminal history. Well, there might be more than one John Smith walking around out there, and it could be easier to, to pinpoint down who exactly you're looking at and get their criminal history. But I see what you're saying. Right. Well, well, most criminal histories in most states are uh, done by name and date of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's a question as to if this maybe there's five guys named John Smith that have the same date of birth, I think then, you know, the authorities who are doing the background would then, you know, need your social security number to go a little bit deeper. Right. Um, and by the way, I am pro Second Amendment. <laughs> I fully endorse anybody who is, uh, you know, a politician that uh, supports that as well. There we go. Good there to hear. Go. Excellent. That, that, that we have you on the program right now. That's right. Uh, one thing that drives me nuts, Gary, and tell me what you think of this, is you got people on social media you'll see every so often. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to be out here in France for the next two weeks. Well, great. <laughs> so it sounds like your house <laughs> is wide open. You yeah. just posted your brand new television set last week. So we can just cl- crawl on right. in and get it, right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. You know, in the old days, before social media, back in the 30s and 40s and stuff, they used to make funeral announcements in the newspaper, Mm. you know, and uh, they'd have these, you know, they weren't just little obituaries, they were big things, you know, and criminals would use that to wait for the day of the funeral Mm. in order to rob your house. Wow. Wow. That's pretty sick. They knew you would be, they, they knew you would be gone. What a bunch of dirtbags. Yeah, crazy. Because right? nobody accuses mm. criminals of being nice people, right? They still print those? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, <laughs> you know you know what's funny, Mike? Uh, my business, I when I started into uh, private investigations, I went into it with the attitude that probably a lot of police officers have, you know, that I'm going to solve all these crimes and I'm going to stop insurance fraud, for instance. That was my big thing back then, 30 years ago. And... At some point, you come to a reality where you learn it's a lot like gardening. Hmm. You know, you can pull the weeds, you know, to help the plants grow. The tomatoes will grow if you pull the weeds. Um, but they're always going to come back. There's always going to hmm. be some kind of fraud out there. Um, you, you just don't want the weeds to choke the plant. Well, I like you what know? you said earlier about just slowing down and really analyzing it and thinking about it before you react. Don't be so reactionary, right, Gary? Is that the message you kind of had earlier? Right. Yeah. Don't be reactionary if you get an email from somebody that you don't know, you've never heard of. Well, uh, don't even respond. Even they disguise themselves just, as somebody uh, you, know, you know, right? You probably read through that? the – even if they disguise themselves as somebody you, know, you don't do even know, respond to them. Just right? block them that we have. If you, if you get an email from somebody you don't know, um, don't, don't rush to respond to them. In fact, don't even respond to them at all. And if you think it's a spam, most emails uh, – have a link where you can bring it down and, and block it. Uh, you can block that person from sending you another email where you can mark it as a spam email and you won't get emails from those people anymore. Well, guy, yeah, we really appreciate the tips that you've given our listeners so far. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what, what are some things that your, your firm offers right now? Well, for the most part, we offer uh, four areas of operation. We do surveillance with regards to insurance fraud. 
Um, we offer surveillance for child custody cases and domestic matters. Um, domestic matters being like a cheating spouse, um, child custody cases. Uh, there's a whole wide of re- array of reasons why people may hire me for that. And, ins- and uh, insurance companies and insurance defense firms can call me to do surveillance. Now, we also do process serving, which is uh, delivering legal papers or serving papers. Um, it could be complaints. It could be subpoenas. Um, we also do locates, nationwide locates. So um, if you have somebody that you're trying to get in touch with, a lot of times lawyers can't find their own clients. That's um, true. It's been years since their case has been worked, and uh, they'll hire me to you know, go out and look for these people. And uh, so we do that. We do location services. And then uh, the final area that we work in is uh, background searches. Uh, sometimes some companies need complete background checks on complete employees, and uh, you know we're equipped to do to do all that as well. Um, if your listeners would like to uh, utilize my services, uh, they're more than welcome to call me at two one five three three eight three three zero three. You can find my website at philadelphialpi.com, and that means. Licensed Private Investigator, so Philadelphia Licensed Private Investigator, or you can reach me on my email at GaryDeFinnis at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Gary. Hope our listeners reach out to you. Hope to have you back on the program again soon. <laughs> it's good talking to you, Gary. Thanks, Mike. Take yeah, thanks. And thanks go for... Trump. There we <laughs> <That's> go. Right. <laughs> yeah. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio. W-F-Y-L. As always, call a number here, 610-539-8255. That's 610-539-8255. We've got a regular guest on the line. We've got Tony from New York. Tony, are you with us? Yes, I am. Tony, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Oh, man. Well, I heard you guys talking about that Don Lemon bit. (laughs) And let me tell you something. If they poked me in the eyes, they couldn't insult me any more than that. And 63 million other Trump supporters. I don't understand what's wrong with these guys. You know, I mean, I look at them and I see a freak show, and yet they act like they would be doing us a favor by being nice to us. You know, kind of like, um, you know those nerdy kids in high school that used to hang out and they wouldn't let you into their clique? <laughs> You know, they thought that they had everything going on and you have nothing going on. But they didn't realize I didn't want to be part of that freak show. Yeah. So these guys, they're cracking. I'm making fun, talking like a redneck, talking like this. Yeehaw, yeehaw, Trump's a dumbbell, all this other stuff. I think they just got him reelected by a lot because I, uh, I think you may everybody be right. sees that. It's going to be all over for these guys. I think so, you may be right. The bottom line is they can insult these people all they want. These people are voters. And I think absolutely. that's where they shot themselves in the foot the first time around. You know, Hillary with deplorables is the deplorables 2.0. Uh, oh, would you say so? Deplorables on steroids. That's a great way to put it. Deplorables on steroids. Uh, they really don't seem to get it after all of this, you know, and the problem is that they've wanted to blame the outcome of the previous election on anything else that they possibly could other than them not being self-aware. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Absolutely. 
they, they're going to find out the hard way. When this thing comes down, their heads are going to explode because it just—they deal with an alternate reality. And I just—I don't understand how people could. You know, it's one thing to oppose you or not understand you, but another thing to to ridicule you like that, just like so stereotypical. Actually, doing what they—they—they they, they blame all the people on the right for doing. They, you know, just. It's horrible. It's horrible. Right. They're, I, they're know, very tolerant people, like, right? Very, very accepting people, unless you don't believe the same exact thing that they believe, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, man. I don't want to be part of that club. So they'll they'll just do what they do, and they'll all laugh amongst themselves, and they'll stay in their same little cliques, and they'll agree with the same old thing, and they'll be they'll be crying again. When January comes around again, it's going to be all over for them. So. Uh, without a doubt. You watch that video, and the thing that comes to mind is the, the next election day is going to be all the more glorious based on what they're saying in that video clip. A absolutely, 200%. But you, you watch these people, and you see what they're saying. And you get the sense that not one of them has personally interacted with a single Trump supporter ever. Do you get that impression? I don't yeah, I don't know what world they live in. It's just, uh, it's very strange. Very strange. You know, they like to be respected. They want to feel the way they do. And yeah, you know, when they let their guard down, it's like, you know, you get a real peek into their personalities, what they're really thinking about you. You know, we had Obama with his, the bitter clingers and the guns. Right. Then we had Hillary with the deplorables. I mean, what the hell is wrong with these people? I mean, I don't like them. I didn't like what happened in the past, but I just let it go, you know, because that's the way the world works. Every four years, you don't like it, either you win or you lose. These people think that they're entitled to win every time, I guess because, not for nothing, the Republicans usually, uh, they fold like a cheap suitcase every time they get they get in intimidated by them. But this time, it's different, man. This, this is Trump. You know, Trump, he's one tough... Son of a gun. Let's put it that way. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. A radio-friendly way to put it. Huh? That's a radio-friendly way to put it, right, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I, I put the brakes on the gun. But then again, that didn't slow down Biden, you know, when he was talking about, you know, how he got the guy fired. He was the son of a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And watching yeah. the sparks flying out of his ears while he's trying to complete a sentence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the good news. They're really in trouble. And they know they're really in trouble. You know. And, and then they and they certainly that. just made it enough worse. They certainly just made it worse. I already I already heard a commercial running today, man. It was great. The commercial was, this is what they think of you. <laughs> well, it's true. I love it, man. It's true. It's, uh, you know, perhaps it's a gift from God after all, right? Well, you know, listen, the Don is the chosen one because he stood up to the Republicans, he stood up to the Democrats, he's standing up to the press, and he just keeps standing up to the world leaders. He greased that guy riding around in that car out in, uh, where was it, Iraq? <laughs> you know? Listen, he's doing what has to be done. We're respected in the world. You know, the economy is good. Um, you know, any divisiveness to carry over from the Obama years is uh not coming from our side that's for sure so hey you see some know. of these trump rallies you saw the one in new jersey 
that just took place earlier this week. And really, you had all kinds of people there. It's not just old white men, right? Old white people show up to all these events and that's it, right? No, you saw people from all walks of life, all different ethnicities and backgrounds at this event. Uh, but the, the media refuses to acknowledge that, don't they? Right, right, right. I saw Americans of all shades, right. man, of all sizes. Great way I to put it. I, I saw the guns on their hips. And I saw, you know, everybody in a well, very nice fashion. Hopefully not in New Jersey. Good. Hopefully not at that New Jersey mm-hmm. rally. There would be a whole lot of felonies walking around over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, are you talking about Jersey or are you talking about Virginia? The, the Jersey rally. I'm talking about the, the Trump rally oh. over in New Jersey. That was down oh, in uh, Wildwood, yeah. I think, right? Wildwood, that was, yeah. That was absolutely nuts, man. That's a Democrat <laughs> state. And those people are over the top, man. It's like they all like uh, did Red Bulls before they got in there. They right. were just crazy. You know what? I'm old enough to know that Ronald Reagan took New Jersey as a Democrat state. So they can be laughing all they want that it's not going to happen. But don't be surprised. Surprised they get one of these. I mean, you know, who's it going to be? Is it going to be one? I mean, uh, Warren or or um, or Bernie or Biden? I mean, everything's going to be in play, man. This is going to be over. I mean. I heard I that the Bernie supporters. Debate. I heard the Bernie supporters are saying that if if he gets uh, screwed over again, like he did the last time around, that they're going to go out and vote for Trump again, insinuating that they voted for him the first time around <laughs> because they got screwed that's over. That's right. Hey, listen, you know that's right. That's right. You know what? Bernie's got the passion, and I kind of respect him for that. He's wrong on everything he says. <laughs> I mean, totally wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he should go try it out, you know, live in uh, one of these countries that he hails for a couple of years and see what happens. But um, the reality is there's no way that the Dems are going to let him take the ticket. So you, I, I, my prediction is we got a, a civil war going on during the Democratic convention because people ain't going to take it lightly if he gets jobbed again. That's, that's true. But, you know, my problem is that I look at true. Bernie Sanders and I see Larry David, and I happen to like Larry <laughs> David, so <laughs> makes him a little more likable in my eyes. You know, Tony Russ has gotten the the notes over here that that on the line you said you had a scam story. Is that true? Oh, well, I get. I used to get them a lot until I started writing back to them, like playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. The first couple of times I said, "Oh no, this is horrible." And then I started making stories out. They <laughs> 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 write back and everything, and I just keep it going until like they stop, you know. <laughs> but uh, I did get one that was really good. A friend of mine, Joe. I mean, this guy, very well to do, very tough guy. Um, very self-sufficient, hardly ever been a victim his whole life. Really just a wonderful guy. New York guy, so I one day open up, I presume. Huh? New York guy, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, well I think he's in the area. I'm, I'm not sure, like, you know, if he grew up in New York, but he's got the attitude. So, yeah. you know, he's, one of, he's a confident man, you know? So I get this email one time, and he says, Hi, it's Joe. <laughs> I'm away on vacation. And my wallet's gone, and I'm under arrest, and, <laughs> and it's going on and on. Oh wait a minute! I'm looking at the phone. I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, "Wait!" <laughs> I'm, think, I'm trying to. I, I can't even picture this guy like shaking and nervous. You know, right. <laughs> it's going on. I need to get out. Please help me. Send me some money. Send me some money now. <laughs> right away. That's when I knew it, man. I yeah. got the phone to call my buddy, who's his good friend, and I say. 
Hey man, what happened with Joe? You see that thing? <laughs> you know what? I, just, I started telling him he was dying. He's rolling, man. My other friend Tony. I got another Tony. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so no, so no credibility whatsoever in the the email that they sent. Oh, you. Uh, you know, listen. You know, it's just. I mean, it's good for a minute, a minute to think that you're going to be split in the seven million dollar hidden money thing or <laughs> <laughs> I was saying gee I'm getting uh, a new car <laughs> just have to pay the processing fee that's yeah all. just the processing fee that's all <laughs> okay seven million bucks yeah. we need a hundred dollars yeah everything will I be call, fine I called the, I called the bank as I get my mortgage I gotta let them don't fool yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're foreclosed upon shortly thereafter. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great, Tony. Oh, we appreciate you calling in as always. Thank you so much for joining us and hope to have you on again soon. All right, soon. guys. You guys are the best, man. You're really the best. I'll catch you later. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Have a good day. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. W-F-Y-L. You know, Chris, Tony's story about his friend with the email reminded me of something that happened years ago. And I've got to sort of set the stage. I had this coach for summer baseball in high school. And this coach is like a stereotypical tough Brooklyn guy. I mean, he looks like he could have been on the set of The Sopranos. <laughs> like, like a big, stocky, muscle-bound, real tough guy from Brooklyn. Went to Lafayette High School with mm. my parents. And just to give an example of the kind of guy he was, we were on the road one time. I forget where we were. Maybe it was South Carolina or Florida or Georgia. And this crazy guy on drugs had come on into one of my teammates' rooms. Wow. And my teammate was so crazy, they started jumping on the bed and scared the heck out of the guy. And the guy ended up leaving. <laughs> okay. When we went to breakfast with the coach, the coach said, if that ever happens again, you give me a call. I will come in and I will break that guy's neck. No. And everybody believed him. Nobody <laughs> thought he was the least bit exaggerating. Right. Just that kind of guy. So we get an email from him a couple of years back saying, I'm in Europe and somebody robbed me in a dark alley and stole my passport and my money. And I'm very afraid. Or oh, something like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the English was horrible. Right. But coming from his email just must have gotten hacked or it might have even been something that was a lookalike or something like that. And trying to get people to send them money because he lost his wallet. And, but you just knew coming from this guy is absolutely not Big red him. flag. There's no yeah, way in like, a million hold on a minute. Absolutely not. <laughs> Didn't you have a situation where a family member almost got scammed? Yeah, yeah. A little while back, I was actually on a, a phone call and a family member had yelled over uh, informing me that she needed to take care of something, needed my assistance, you know, right away. And she was in the uh, living room. So I went out to check to see what was going on. And I immediately got off my phone call because she was like, oh, I, I got to send this money to, to this person and they need it now. And there's all this is going on. And, it, you know, it uh, sent up some red flags. So as I looked down at her phone, she's literally about to wire like $5,000 uh, to this individual who uh, she believed was uh, a, a close uh, friend. So immediately I was like, just, you know, stop what you're doing. Hold on a minute. Something's not right. You know, can I look at this? And, and of course, she was like almost in a panic. Like, no, I have to do it now, you know, which is how they kind of hook you in, you know, like we uh, have uh, discovered through some of the show today. So anyway, I was like, just listen, just listen for a minute. 
Just put the phone down, take a breath, and then call. Just try to call this person, see if they answer. So she calls, person answers, and is immediately like, oh, my gosh, did you send any money? I hope you didn't send any money because some of my friends are – yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) So thankfully, uh, you know, I was able to identify the situation and help her out uh, because she was in a bit of an emotional state and wanted to help somebody, but uh, just really – wouldn't have worked out so well. And once you uh, wire that money, it's my understanding you never see it again. So be careful out there, folks. I'm sure that happens all the time, but that's all the time that we have for today. You know, I hope our listeners gained a little something from today's episode. Learn how to protect yourself from some of these scams. We heard that Don Lemon clip. Everybody needs to make sure they get out there and vote this next election, don't they, Philly Chris? Absolutely. It's going to be a historic election. It absolutely is. I want to thank Philly Chris for joining us. I want to thank our sponsors, Bag of Bees. Stick around for We the People, The Constitution Matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Philadelphia, I'll be joining as the legal analyst. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and God bless, folks. Bag of Bees.